Hi, I'm Matt Waller, Dean of the Sam M. Walton College of Business. Welcome to Be Epic, the podcast where we explore excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality, and what those values mean in business, education, and your life today. I have with me today Brent Robinson, the founder and CEO of ModThink Marketing, and we are talking about a unique approach that ModThink Marketing has taken where they are engaged with the Walton College in digital marketing, a significant digital marketing campaign that we're involved in. But at the same time, they're hiring lots of interns from the Walton College and from the rest of the university to actually work with us on this major project. And I personally, as dean, really like this because part of what we're about is serving as a catalyst for transforming the lives of our students. That's actually in our vision statement. And I thought, rather than just hiring a you know, firm that would help us with digital marketing that we don't know from Adam. We hire one that, you know, the CEO and founder has his MBA from our program. His offices are just down the street from our business school, and he's willing to hire our students to actually do the work. And so the students wind up getting paid. The students get unique, valuable experience, and we get people working with on digital marketing with us that really know a lot about what they're working on because they're going to school there. In fact, a lot of them are seniors. So, Brent, what made you open to going along with this kind of a strategy? Hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know, small business, you know, there's three full-time people and we've, I think currently right, right now we have 12 interns that are working with us. With social media and the other things that we're doing, the, these kids know more about it than uh, you and me together will ever know. They've forgotten that much. And so, you know, they're digital natives, and, and they're really good at it. And I, I, I think I had an experience a few years ago when I talked about, you know, I've had really good experiences with interns, and I had somebody tell me, yeah, I don't want to hire those millennials. You just you have to redo their work all the time. You have to, you know, you just have to watch everything they do. And I've not had that experience. I actually had Davis Trice, one of my interns, came up to me one time, and I tried to micromanage something. And he turned to me and he said, hey, I'm, I'm a millennial. I know what to do. And he did. He, he knew how to work the spreadsheet, and he knew how to do the analytics. He had the class that was teaching him all these things. And, you know, I, I trust it. It works. These kids just know so much. Yeah, the... I've been extremely impressed, um, but one of the things that I'm impressed with is that you give them real responsibility. You're not having them staple papers together or enter numbers in a spreadsheet. I mean, they're doing the real, even account management to some degree. Uh, the students are interfacing with me oh, absolutely. directly and with the other faculty, and that's not always easy to do. You know, we, we talk about giving them, you know, a job title uh, and we get them business cards so they feel that they do now have a job title. But I make a big deal about not having them put, I'm an intern on their LinkedIn profile. I have, make sure you put what is your position. And we'll talk about it and say, where is it you want to end up in your career? 
let's figure out what job descriptions would make the most sense for you. So, you know, some will come back and say, well, I think I want to go into uh, account management, so junior account executive, and others uh, want to work in content. So, we'll, you know, it's a junior equivalent of, of what they want to work towards. So uh, you mentioned that a part of the reason this has been so successful is because of the way you screen and hire them. Oh, absolutely. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so the way this came about was uh, back when my days when I was at Collective Bias, back when we were first getting started, you know, it was a small, small group, startup situation. Literally, there was one conference table in one big room, and there were eight of us, you know, elbowing, trying to get room uh, to work. You, you had to get along. You had to wear a lot of hats. But at the time, Tony Shea, you know, Zappos, Tony Shea had just sold Zappos uh, to uh, Amazon for, I don't know, million, a billion, a billion and a half or something like that. And the thing that came out of it, he wrote a book called Delivering Happiness. So Tony Shea tells in his book how, you know, when he had his first company, when they started hiring people, they were hiring based on resumes. So, you know, he had hot shots from, you know, from MIT and from Harvard and all these other things. And he said they hired on skills, and that was it. And he said they had really smart people there. They reached the point where the value of the company was, you know, between Oracle and Microsoft, you know, vying for the company. But he said he, he got to the point where he hated coming to work. There's not a camaraderie. And he said it really came out when the two companies were vying. He said people started making side deals. You couldn't trust what was going on. So he vowed he was never going to do that. So when he got to creating Zappos, he had come across this research from USC that was called Tribal Leadership, where David Logan and other researchers looked at all these companies and looked at how well they performed based on culture. And the companies that were investing in, in their culture and had, you know, an open culture were, were performing much better than, you know, the, the others in the study. And they, they'd been doing this research for about a decade. So he took a lot of the ideas from that in Zappos, and he, it's, this is that thing where all the funny questions come from that you get asked. Collective bias, we adopted that. We started doing that, and we got rock stars. We just found great people who were cut out to be a part of that startup lifestyle, and, and it was fantastic. So when I started ModThink, I was like, it works. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it again. And I, I tell you, we, we get some of the best interns that work for us, best employees. They are improving their careers by being interns at ModThink. Yeah, there's no question about it. And in fact, you know, what your company is doing with the Walton College is quite complicated. And I don't think it's ever been done before the way we're trying to do it. Because part of Part of what we were thinking about was we wanted to create a marketing um, program that would be difficult to emulate in the sense that we would have processes that delivered value. Because we view marketing as a way to add value to our constituents and honoring our values with our marketing. So having students involved in that it sounded counterintuitive at first because here we're going to build these marketing processes that are difficult to emulate with students, one, that are inexperienced, two, that 
drop the balls sometimes. They do drop balls. Although I do too. <laughs> um, and they turn over, right? They graduate, they take other jobs because this internship, these internships you're providing set them up for unbelievable jobs. So in some ways you would think this is counterintuitive, but what I've realized is this is actually better because this requires us to develop processes that are so good that the strategy will be upheld even if there's high turnover. Yeah, I, you're, you're nail on the head right there. And I think it's been a real challenge to, to have to come back and say, okay, do we have this process worked out? And, you know, uh, I think part of our growing pains has been learning from those mistakes. And when you have uh, the interns through one semester to the next switch out on you, all of a sudden the, the, you know, is that process working is laid bare pretty quickly. If you, if you think about the strategy, I knew we wanted to develop a great marketing uh, program for the college. When I say that, I don't mean marketing department because we have an academic department called marketing, but I'm talking about the marketing of the college. And, you know, on the one hand, by using a lot of interns, you have to have great processes. But on the other hand, by having a bunch of interns, you have young people that know how to reach some of our constituents, especially students, one, and then two, potential students. And we, we look at not only the demographics of our various constituents groups, because there's many, we, we do look at the psychographics of those constituent groups and create personas, and which is good for the students to see as well. It's a great learning because there's such a tendency in companies to just focus on demographics and not think about the psychographics, but the two combined are way more powerful. So the students are learning this in their classes in the business school, and then they're doing it when they come to, to work. That's got to be the best case scenario because people learn so much better when they actually do it as well. Um, but, but the other thing is that um, I know because we have an omni-channel strategy where we're using video, podcasts, blogs, social media channels, each persona may be involved in each channel to some degree, but certainly certain personas are more dominant in certain social media channels like Instagram, for example. You know, and, and, and I, the other thing I like about the students is they're not afraid to criticize us. So one of the students came to me, one of the, your interns came to me and said, you, all you post about is the university and your college and stuff. Are you a human being? <laughs> you know, you need to reflect that in your Instagram. I was treating it almost like LinkedIn, you know. And she said, could you post once a week at least about your family? Right. I said, well, yeah, I could easily do that. I'm with them a lot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and so if you look at my Instagram feed, you can see that, you know. Yeah, there is definitely a change. There's, there's one post about my family every week. But, but I, I really like that about the students. 
Yeah, they bring up new ideas all the time. Uh, so we've been doing the podcast, doing this podcast and doing the production. And uh, Lindsay Wagaman is a big part of that. She works a lot with you. And as we've gone through this new cadence we're working on uh, in the current project on LinkedIn, she came across the application Waves and said, I think we ought to try to start doing this. And it's a little snippet uh, tool that you can use to capture, you know, one minute segment of, a, of an audio of a podcast or a, a, a video or something like that. And you, you put it up there. And, you know, the, it's one of those things that you get so much more traction, you know, as opposed to somebody having to listen to an entire podcast, they can get a little sample of it and decide whether they want to use it or not. So, you know, it's that came from one of the interns, just here's new things that I'm looking at. Let's well, I know a part of leadership, an important part of leadership, is providing motivation. But when someone comes with, up with a good idea, if you respond to it quickly, and if you really like it, say why you like it. If you don't like it, don't be rude about it, but explain what, why you think you may not like it but still compliment them for, for giving you the idea. Well, in this case, I really did think it was a good idea. And so within seconds, I responded and said, Lindsay, this is fantastic. Thank you for being a boundary spanner. You know, you hire all these interns. They don't have experience. They're majoring in all kinds of things. How do you decide what to assign them to? We have certain things that we're trying to do. I mean, it's it's full service, so we do paid media, we do social media, LinkedIn, micro influencer, and and different things like that. Writing is a big part of it. But how we get them to decide what they're going to do is, we'll have an idea of where through the interview process of the position we may be hiring for that we want them to work on. But I'll give them free reign to explore different ideas. So I've had a lot of folks come in, and they'll go one direction, but then we'll find a place for them to pivot. I'm sure you have quite a few students apply for these jobs. So how do you determine which ones to hire? All right, so once we get a pool of, of students coming through, we'll go through and do a, um, we'll go through a, an initial interview, um, which is typically a phone call, to find out if they have certain skills but what we're really looking for is, one, do they have specific experience? And two, do they sound like they've had experiences where they can learn? If it feels good, we'll bring them in for what we call our cultural interview. And that's one where we bring them into the conference room. Uh, you've been there. It's a, the Fulbright building. Um, it's kind of, it can be intimidating. Uh, be, the team will be there in the meeting. So there will be, you know, six or eight other people in the room, possibly. And everybody goes around the room, and we have this series of questions that everybody gets to pick their favorite. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's the silly stuff, like what's your, what's your superpower and why? You know, what's your favorite quote? What are you binge watching right now? What's your uh, guilty pleasure? It disarms people, and we get into a dialogue. And, and you know, it do, it's not just, you know, hitting somebody with a bunch of questions. You f suddenly find out, you know, wait a second, they're interested in, you know, video games. What video games do you play? And, you know, there's always a conversation that happens. And then after that, I don't want to give our secret sauce away, but our secret sauce is then we'll say, hold on a second, let's, we want a sidebar. And uh, 
so what we'll do is, you know, we, we need to talk for a second. And they'll, like, start to get up. And we'll go, no, 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 you sit here. And we all get up and we leave. And we go have a conference. We usually go outside, a little side side conference, and talk about it. And, you know, does anybody have any red flags? Do you, you know, do you have any concerns? And, you know, if, if, in, if everybody's in agreement at that point, then what we'll do is we'll come up with their homework assignment. And they'll always have a presentation and a writing assignment. And we'll usually try to find something that came out of the conversation and put it into, you know, some of the parameters and things that we're looking for. And if they have a specialty that we're really focused on, like with our developers, we had them do some conversations about, like, uh, agile development and, you know, using R, right? So, so they'll come back and we'll say, hey, listen, we really enjoyed, you know, talking to you. And if you're interested, we'd like to have you do a, a homework assignment. My favorite is, you know, I'll say, okay, when are you going to turn it in for us? You know, every, almost all of them will say, uh, when do you want me to? And I'll say, I'm not in charge of your schedule. You know your schedule. When do you want to turn it into us? So gets them into that mindset of what we're going to bring them into. I'm not going to babysit you, and I'm not going to tell you what to do. You've got your schedule. You figure it out. You tell us when you can come in. And I've had folks that'll say, oh, it's going to take me two weeks, or other folks will say, I'll be in tomorrow. You get, a good, you get a good view of people when they go through that cultural interview. I think it's really a neat process. It's good for the students to have an interview like that as well, I think, just being exposed to that. One other benefit to the students of an internship like this is they are having to write quite a bit. For example, Lindsay has to write emails to me and explain things in an organized and concise manner, in a professional manner. And that gets back to something I wanted to make sure I covered in this podcast. <clears throat> the values of the Walton College are represented by EPIC, excellence, professionalism, innovation, and collegiality. And these internships are forcing them to do all of that uh, you know, excellence is important because they're dealing with professors and staff that are not tolerant of uh, low quality, and they'll they'll notice it and they'll point it out. So that helps them. And 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 to that point, though, the the students will take that seriously. And there is coaching that I have to do on the other side of that to say, you know, hey, it's okay. You're getting feedback. This is your client. You know, do this they're pushed to do a lot and they you, you give them that opportunity and they rise to the opportunity from right off the bat I, I you know had an intern that very first year when when we got started we had an intern and I go back and I look at you know the young people that came through my think and they're doing amazing things now amazing stuff and I'm so proud of it like they're not just Walton alumni they're mod think alumni and I have had interns who have gone off to do a different intern with a corporation, and then they came back multiple times and said, I'm learning so much more here that I can apply and that I can use. Yeah, because sometimes students take internships with companies where they're doing something so narrow. Very narrow, yeah. They don't really get a big picture of the business or what's going on, whereas in this case, they see the whole the whole business. Well, and but, you know, the thing is, is they get to see, do I want that much, you know, broad approach or do I want to be in a narrow? Yeah. And I've had folks who've come in and said, I loved it, great experience, but I know I don't want to be an entrepreneur. And excellence, the E in Epic, 
you know, it really is one of those things that you develop as you grow because you, you get stronger in your discipline. You learn how to do things with excellence as time goes by. But I think of, um, like Lindsay, just as an example, she's majoring in supply chain management. She's doing an internship in marketing, broadly speaking, because she's also learning a lot about account management. And now she's going to go to work for Procter & Gamble in supply chain management. But that, that learning that she's picked up in terms of dealing with an account and in terms of marketing is going to be valuable in supply chain management. Right now, Trey, um, uh, Trey Robinson and Lindsey Wagaman are the two, two seniors. They're about to graduate in May, but they've been with me since they were juniors. And, you know, they've reached the point now where they actually are managing some other interns and, manage, and have management responsibilities. Now, you talk about delegation, learning how to delegate. That is one of the hardest things. There are people our age that still don't know how to do it. And these guys are being confronted with that right now. And as, as sharp as both of them are, they've struggled with learning how to delegate. And we've had to walk through it and talk about it. And, but I know that's going to help them as they get into their first career, you know, their first um, jobs after they graduate. I hope some of the other small to medium-sized businesses that might be listening to this podcast will take a shot at trying this with interns. Take a shot at uh, giving them more responsibility, expecting more of them. Because as you say, people rise to the occasion, especially if you've hired the right people. I love the experience I've had with them. And if you do set the set the expectations up there, I've over and over again just been surprised and love the, the stuff that we've gotten back. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Be Epic podcast from the Walton College. You can find us on Google, SoundCloud, iTunes, or look for us wherever you find your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. You can find current and past episodes by searching Be Epic podcast, one word, that's B-E-E-P-I-C podcast. And now, be epic. Be epic.